It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Alec trying to steer around, picked off, centered, they score! Feather back over to Manny, splits the defense, his shot, he scores! Back in his own end there was Shillington, on collision, VL, centering feed, they score! This is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Sharks AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. Here are your hosts, Nick Nolenberger and Joey Goldstein. Hello and welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the NHL San Jose Sharks. I'm Nick Nolenberger. In last week's episode, we were joined by one of the newest members of the Barracuda, forward Anthony Greco, for part one of our two-part sit-down conversation with a New York native. Without further ado, we'll send it to the second part of that conversation. <laughs> But um, looking at your career, once you're done with Ohio State, you finish up the season in Bridgeport with the Islanders organization. You play in a playoff game, but then you end up in Springfield the next season. Just kind of give us how that worked. Was it a, a kind of a PTO situation? And then did Springfield end up signing you next year? How did that work? Yeah, it was it was funny. I, I, our senior year, my senior year at college wasn't the wasn't the best, and um, but I I obviously I think. I was naive to to you know what was going to happen, which I think helped me. Um, but I think after once my senior year ended, I don't I didn't really plan on going anywhere after the season was over. Um, you know, just talking with my agent and stuff, I, it didn't seem like I was going to end up going to an American League team for on a PTO or whatever. But I ended up not doing anything for a month after the season was over and just kind of enjoying spring term at college. And my close friend Tanner Fritz was with the Allen organization. He's like, Hey, you know, our coach wants to get you in for playoffs. And it was, I'm like, it was a month later. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. You're not cheap yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You've been enjoying college. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, well, you're coming. So, um, and I ended up getting there and, getting on the ice i had skated a couple times just in case but it wasn't nearly enough of like it wasn't like i was getting ready to go and uh play in playoffs and so yeah they i ended up going there for on a pto and um they were playing the toronto marley's and looking at their team now they were insane and i remember just uh watching the games i think i watched the first two or first three games we ended up I ended up getting in the last game that we got swept in but um yeah they they sort of after that it was kind of wishy-washy what was going to happen with next season and um I had played in in uh, Florida tournament actually that year my senior year of college and that's when uh the Florida guys saw me and they invited me to development camp and just kind of went to development camp to make a good impression and ended up signing a American League deal out of development camp and that's it's where the kind of naiveness or 
of not knowing what what you know what I was kind of getting into. I just wanted to show up and play as best as I could and and see what happens. Well, you end up joining Springfield and you play with those guys for a couple of years. And and you mentioned your, your senior year in college. You you said from a stat standpoint, you didn't think it was the biggest year. But all of a sudden, you get in your second, your third year, and you're at 29 and 30 goals respectively. And of course, everybody you know kind of found out about you if they didn't already know at least us on the west coast because of the all-star game a couple years ago when you won the fastest skater were you always the fastest skater even from you know your youth days were you always you know the guy just blazing past everybody yeah i think that's what i was most known for was my speed and in college that's what i was known for and i think uh you know i think my speed is kind of not made people kind of overlook the overall game but i think that's what always sticks out and you know everybody kind of tries to compare everything to that and but yeah i I think from a young age i was always kind of natural at skating for whatever reason and um so yeah i've kind of tried to use that to the best of my ability yeah that's what uh, the first thing i thought when I saw the trade come through. The first thing that clicked in my mind was the All Star Game, where you set, you know, set that AHL record. And I wanted to make like, I think the big thing with our fans is everybody's in tune with what's happening here in San Jose, but not a lot of people have an idea of what's happening around the league. So to be able to let people know we've got somebody in who can absolutely fly was, I think people were really excited about that. So my, I'm curious, All Star Game in Springfield, in front of your home crowd. What was that like? Were you going into it knowing that, oh, I might be able to break this record? Did When did you find out you were going to be in the fastest skater competition? Like, walk us through that. It was kind of not a running joke, but it was sort of, you know, once I found out that I was going to be in the All-Star game, I think it was like that was sort of the no-brainer as far as what event I was going to do. And I just wanted to have fun with it. And I think I, I definitely went into it knowing, like, I was going to try and break it but um yeah i just wanted to have fun with it and i was going to take it easy at first i was just going to kind of you know take long strides and go slow and not fall and go crash on the boards but um a couple of people kind of got my ear about like no you have to go you have to go win it and, and break the record especially in springfield too in front of all the the fans you have to watch united and night out that's that's a special moment for them if you watch the video too you make that turn and you, it was a slight stumble yeah, yeah you almost you're almost like i could have been a little bit faster I, yeah it, it's kind of it kind of gets under my skin a little bit that i could have and i'm like my stick was dragging behind me and stuff and um but no, it ended up uh, working out, I guess, and it was fun. It was a good time. So you also make your NHL debut with the Florida Panthers, and I'm sure you mentioned that you've been a bit of a nomad over your life, and that's just kind of the life of hockey, especially when you're working your way up the ranks. But to get to that point, the pinnacle of the sport, I'm sure that had to be a dream come through, true for it. But walk us through when you got word that you were going to get called up and then when you got word that you were going to play in your first game and that overall experience for you. Yeah, I mean, the the season up to that point in Springfield had been going well, and um, I guess I was kind of knocking at the door, so to speak, as to when it was going to happen, and I don't think I was really concerned about it, but I was um, sort of itching to see if it was going to come to fruition, and um, yeah, I, I, we had just played a Sunday game in Springfield, and um, they had brought me in, and um, I said I was going to go up and um, 
yeah, I, I met the team in St. Louis, and it was it was a nice, it was a good situation because I'd gotten into St. Louis at you know late at night and kind of saw some buddies that had already been up with the team, and um, they were playing the Blues the next night, and uh, I didn't have to play that game. I can kind of just relax and enjoy the experience, and then uh, then we flew after the St. Louis game to Minnesota and. Um, that next day at practice, they told me I was I would be in for the Minnesota game, which, you know, being in Minnesota for that long was kind of ironic. And um, I actually remember lining up for one shift early on in the game like, with Zach Parisi, who was next to me. And so it kind of all came full circle. And, um, yeah, it was it was the first time I'd, I'd started the game. And for the National Anthem, it was the first time I'd looked up and, it kind of didn't seem like a real thing and but uh you know with the fans that minnesota gets it was pretty uh surreal for sure were you able to have anybody come out and enjoy that moment with you in your first nhl game i didn't know i i I had a buddy um that i went to college with that's actually mike chason's close friend uh i went to ohio state with him and him and his dad actually came out uh and I got them tickets because they live in Minnesota. So they came out to the game and was able to enjoy it with them. So mom and dad were back at home watching on TV. Well, hopefully you can get back up there. And then, uh, you know, the parents can make the trip out here, you know, to California. Um, new situation. Now, we, we talked about the trade. Now that you're in San Jose, I know we've talked about a little bit, um, you know, about that transition. And just meeting new teammates, trying to get comfortable. But you've mentioned that you, you're more of the, the type of guy that's going to be quiet and, and get comfortable, almost maybe earn the, the, the relationship and, and the situation before you, you begin to kind of open up your mouth and, and fill maybe a leadership role for this group because you are a little bit of an elder statesman with this young team. But how has the transition been, you know, walking into a new locker room and continuing to have to meet new people? It's been, it's been good. I think it was, like I said earlier, it's easier when it's a young kind of enthusiastic group of guys and, um, it's tough. I mean, I've been on in Springfield for a long time and having new guys come in like it, it's I know the feeling now from both sides. I know the feeling of being the new guy now and um, being a guy that's been there. And it's a very kind of weird dynamic with, you know, new guys coming in and, um, you know, not trying to step on toes, but also trying to be yourself and and play the way you can and on and off the ice. So it's. You just at the end of the day, you just try to be yourself, and um, not everyone's gonna like it. Not every you know guys are gonna like it. Not everyone's gonna like it. So it's it's it is what it is from that standpoint. But it's been a pretty easy transition. All, all the guys have been great, and um, all the guys have been very uh, accommodating and and want to help out with you know just car rides from the hotel and, and going out to eat and stuff like that. So it's it's been uh, pretty uh, pretty great. What kind of stuff? I mean, we talked a lot of hockey, but we get bring guys on. We like to talk, you know, away from the rink, things you guys are trying to do. Obviously, you're new to the area. Have you had a chance to explore it all? Maybe head up to San Francisco, kind of check some things out? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a homebody. Like, I, I don't do anything. So, <laughs> But, no, we've uh, we've checked out Santana Row, and that's a really nice area. And um, we just kind of mill around uh, San Pedro Square, I think. Mm-hmm. Been to a lot, so... Yeah, just kind of enjoying the weather and, you know, I'm, that's something I'm not used to. So it's when I get that, it's I like being out in the sun. But other than that, yeah, I'm not uh, 
guys talked about going to the beach and surfing and we've we went golfing uh at half moon bay too which was an experience in itself so we've kind of checked everything out and um but yeah it, it all comes to kind of a point where it's like okay this is normal now and mm-hmm. just kind of go throughout the day and and go about everything uh per usual i mean i doubt that you have a car out here now that you that you've uh you know just been traded less than uh, two weeks ago but um have you had to change up the wardrobe so far i know that the weather's been pretty good over the last couple of weeks and, and it, i think it'll only get better as we continue along into into spring but you got the beanie on right now and you got the the big bomber jacket on but um have you had to switch things up a little bit and have you j- enjoyed kind of maybe walking outside and wearing sandals and not have to be bundled up yeah i've gotten greedy already i was I've been 50 degrees in Massachusetts. We were wearing t-shirts and shorts. So it's, uh, now 60 degrees here i'm like it's a little chilly so um i'm a, you know what i'm the same way and i i get a lot of flack for that all the time people are like oh you're from you know you're from massachusetts you you know it shouldn't be cold yeah, yeah. it's like well but it is out here because you get you get used to it and back there when it's this warm you're, you're right yeah. you're wearing a t-shirt shorts and well, sandals you, and you prepare for it, it out there right like you yeah. wear the winter coats and the winter boots and well, when it goes from 20 degrees to 60 yeah, degrees it feels like out, it's 90 yeah yeah we try to pull you know shirt just normal normal t-shirts no matter what the weather is and then we complain that we're cold when it's like 60 degrees but um well down the final stretch i mean i guess my final question for you is you talk about your great speed and you talked about people always kind of focusing on your speed and and not being the biggest of guys do you feel like in your career that you've almost had to kind of prove a little bit the doubters wrong that you're not a one-dimensional player and that you know you're versatile you kill penalties you're on the power play but that you know you could play in all situations that you could play at the highest level is that do you feel like that's something that you've had to prove throughout your career for sure i mean it's i go back to college now it's like i i didn't have the you know this great college career as far as numbers wise so i think going into my pro career i had to prove like that i could do i could score goals i can you know make plays i can I wasn't just a guy that could skate really fast and fly up and down the rink. So I think that's, I've always kind of had a chip on my shoulder being a smaller guy and, you know, going back to high school days, like I, I was always the smallest, smaller guy. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a process for sure. And trying to prove to people that, you know, I can shoot the puck, I can score, I can, you know, see the ice and play in all those situations. And, I think I've done a decent job up to this point, but I think that side of, you know, playing with a chip on my shoulder is never going to leave. I think it's something I need going into every season. Um, So I think just keep improving and and keep playing with that kind of mindset is only going to help me. Yeah, my last one is, so in all your years playing hockey, Ohio State, Springfield, your short time in Syracuse out here, what is your you know your all-time favorite hockey memory that you've got it could be literally i mean obviously making your nhl debut is probably probably up there but is there something that really sticks out something you'll always remember and never really forget it's a lot of experiences i i i'm not one that kind of pinpoint a, a certain memory it's um you know the obviously the skills competition thing the fast skater was uh, a great memory and getting a you know finally getting a call to play in the nhl and um you know even younger playing on the u.s u17 team going over to germany was a great experience but i think the whole journey of it just 
kind of from where I've begun to where where it's at now it's it's kind of all been there's so many ups and downs involved with all of it that you know you you appreciate when you do get kind of uh, recognized or you do get uh to that you reach that goal that you want to get to and I think it's it's always changing and it's going to keep kind of getting higher and higher but yeah I, I think the whole process of it all I, I think especially after college just my whole pro career it's you know from where it began and I think most people in the Florida organization kind of saw me as the guy that was maybe going to be in the American League and but probably going to be maybe sent down to the East Coast League and to kind of you know just prove people wrong along the way has kind of been the best the most satisfaction I've kind of gained from it and so uh, yeah I think just the whole journey of my pro career and to where it's at now. Well, we can't thank you enough for, for jumping on. And I mean, I think we've still got a lot more that we can dive into down the road. So hopefully we can get you back on. But um, it's been great having you here so far in the last couple of weeks. We look forward to uh, watching you play down the final stretch. And uh, again, man, thanks. Thanks a lot for coming yeah. on and uh, best of luck down the final way. Thank you guys very much. Thank you.